You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Raise the W, the podcast where we talk about the impact, the people, and the places that make Western Michigan University what I believe is the best school in the land. I am super fortunate today to have with me the voice of Western Michigan University. I'm really just faking the job. I've got the real voice of the Broncos here with me, Mr. Robin Hook. Robin, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you so much, Tim. It's great to be here and uh, excited about this venture you guys are into with the podcast. This is great. Get the word out to fans and friends and alums, and this is awesome. One day we're going to have to get you back. If I can't be here, you're going to have to host the show, man. Sure, you know that. Anytime. We're going to need the voice of the Broncos in the house. Anytime. So you have been here for a while, and we're going to talk about kind of how you got to Western. But first, let's let's let the audience know a little bit of who the guy is behind the voice they always hear when they listen to Bronco Athletics. Robin, tell us about the place you grew up. What What is your home community like? My hometown is Belleville, Michigan, which is Belleville. Uh, just uh, west of Detroit Metro Airport. Yeah. Uh, I grew up there. Uh, my father still lives in the house that I grew up in. Wow. And uh, he was a Bronco back in the day, back in the late 40s when he was in the uh, the Navy unit that they had here on campus. Sure. He lived in Vandercook Hall for two years and played JV football. Wow. So you're second generation Second Bronco. generation. He didn't graduate from here. He moved on. Uh, and uh, but he spent two years here, and wow. it was uh, one of the reasons why I chose Western Michigan because I knew he had been here and had a great time when he was here, and so right. it came time for me to move on. Uh, I chose Western Michigan, and like a lot of Broncos, you choose from some other institutions in the state. Sure, but when you make that choice to come to Kalamazoo, you've made the right choice. That's that is that is certainly true. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Now, what what about media caught your heart? I mean, you you've been doing this before you came to Western. You were in radio and other media. So what is it about the message, the medium that that really feeds your soul? Where does that come from? You know what? I grew up listening to the radio. I've just been infatuated with radio and sports broadcasting since I was very young. Who was your favorite sports broadcaster? Well, I grew up kid. listening to all the great ones like Ernie Harwell sure. and Paul Carey and yeah. uh, uh, the Red Wing guys, uh, Bud Lynch and mm-hmm. guys like that. Bob sure. Reynolds, who yeah. did the Detroit Lions. He's going long and deep. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's... Uh, sure. That was uh, Bob Reynolds. And I listened to him on the radio because when I was young, there wasn't a lot of television sports. Sure. You had three channels. You had ABC, NBC, and CBS. Correct. We were fortunate to have uh, Channel 50 in Detroit, which did a lot of Pistons and Red Wings on TV. But that was you know, once yeah. or twice a week at the most. Sure. And then uh, also had uh, Channel 9 out of Windsor, so you got Hockey Night in Canada. And wow. uh, so... Which that's was a huge show. I mean, big. that's like the biggest. Oh, that's big. Yeah, right. Big stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up listening on the radio and, and watching televised sports when it was available. Yeah. Uh, and uh, always thought that that's something that I wanted to do. I played baseball and basketball in high school and 
thought that uh, sports broadcasting might be a way to go. But I was a real shy kid in high school. I mean, I could not get up in front of the class and, and speak. That was terrifying really? to me. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, Nobody would ever know it today. Well, yeah. you know what? I still get the butterflies and those really? luncheons and banquets and things. Sure. But uh, you know what? You uh, you get over your fear, and and then I've gone on and I made a career out of it. So it's been a lot of fun. But I chose Western Michigan after college, and yeah. I tried out for the basketball team with Eldon Miller. It lasted all of about 20 minutes, and then he said, <laughs> you need to go next door to the Gary Center, young man, and you can play every day from – Two to five. And so that's what I did. <laughs> and, you know? and the rec center. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait, you got a great story about how you got to Western. So you were working radio, local radio. Yeah. Right? T- tell the audience about how, how you got to be the voice of the Broncos. Well, I graduated from Western Michigan in 1978, and I ended up with a, a business degree and a marketing major. Yeah. And I started in retail with J.C. Penney. And uh, I was moving up the ladder. Uh, here locally and really wanted to do radio and so yeah. I sent out some letters and I got a call back about a year after I'd sent these letters out from a radio station here in town WKPR it's a small Christian station still on the air yeah. still on the air and uh, they said they needed a guy to work weekends and board up uh, some college football that they carried and uh, maybe work a weeknight or a weekend. And and so that's how I started in radio, and I absolutely loved doing it. And then So a, that was kind of a part-time thing. That you was a part-time thing Penny. with J.C. Penny. I would wow. work during the days or the evenings, and then I worked my radio gig afterward. And then <laughs> uh, I was uh, about to get married in uh, 1980. Yeah. And about uh, two months after we got married, a full-time position came open at the radio station. Okay. And so I told my wife, you know, if I'm going to do this, I love doing this. If I'm going to do it, I got to do it now. Got to do it right now. Or stick with J.C. Penney and move up the career ladder in retail. J.C. Penney. But, uh, you know, the retail thing, I mean, it's great, but uh, it's it's it can wear on you. Yeah. So uh, I tossed it all away and went to work in radio, took a big pay cut. And, sure. uh Started doing radio. I did um, the morning news and had to teach myself how to do it because I had never done it before. And uh, I did that for one year. And then WKMI needed an afternoon news anchor. Yeah. And they uh, hired me because I could play shortstop on their uh, KMI underdog softball team. (laughs) They needed a shortstop. So... (laughs) Uh, uh, can you do news? Sure. We really want you to play shortstop, short but yeah. you can do the news too. So uh, <laughs> I I, uh, I played on the softball team and the underdog basketball team, and I did the afternoon news. Uh, worked with Ken Lanfear, who's sure. an icon in this community, he now is. doing mornings on WKZO. And uh, Ken and I did afternoons for quite a while. And then he moved on to a different station, a different company, and uh, began working uh, mornings with Lori Moore who yeah. was uh, on the air at that time at WKMI, and she has a television show now, but That's she's right. been in the market for a long, long time, a tremendous uh, a tremendous broadcaster. But So we worked together for several years, and then uh, uh, going back now to uh, earlier at the radio station in 1983, I was doing afternoon news, and uh, the Western Michigan volleyball team yeah. got 
They'd won like, I don't know, 100 matches in a row. It was ridiculous. And uh, uh, they were so good. They were hosting an NCAA tournament match against Nebraska at Reed Fieldhouse, the old Reed Fieldhouse. Sure. And they were drawing huge crowds, so they got to host. And in comes Nebraska in early December 1983. And about a week before the match, the Spikers Club came to our radio station and asked if we would broadcast the game. Nobody was doing the volleyball on the radio. Sure. And they asked us if we would do it. And the uh, general manager at the time, Bob Salmon, came in the newsroom. Hey, Hook, you want to do a volleyball play-by-play? And I said, absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. I didn't know anything about volleyball, nothing about volleyball. But I got a good guy to do color that the coach had recommended. And uh, together with Ken Lanfear, Conrad Chop, and myself, we called the first-ever volleyball game on the radio for Western Michigan. (laughs) And we had one table mic that we all leaned in and shared. No. Yeah. One mic. One mic, and we all three shared it. And uh, that's how my – Sports play-by-play broadcast career began back in 1983. OMG. And they won. They, and they won beat the Nebraska. And wow. so on we went uh, to Purdue the following week to play in the regional. And you, we, you broadcast that too? We broadcast those games too. But so did the competition. WIDR decided we got to get in on this. They went, no. They sent a group down there, as did WKZO. There were three Kalamazoo radio stations lined up along the sideline at Purdue doing I love those that. matches back to Kalamazoo. Yeah, that was crazy. I love that. That is so cool. But then, so, in, look, that, then oh, in March, then yeah. in March, the following March, so that would be about three months later, the sure. hockey team went to Joe Lewis Arena for the CCHA Final Four, and nobody was doing hockey at the time, so they asked us to do those games. So my first hockey broadcast was from Joe Lewis Arena, and they won. You have seen so many Bronco moments. I know this is a hard question. <laughs> Top three. Top three. Well. Uh, and now on the number one. So go from three to one. And one, I want you to give us the play-by-play. I try to replay. <laughs> well, uh, there's been so many great moments. It's an unfair uh, question. It is an unfair question. And I do love you. Don't, I'm, it's not because I don't love you. Yeah. But top three would be fun. Uh, well, I don't know how I can put them into order, but I'll, I'll give you three of the best. Okay. All right. Uh, 2004 when Western Michigan won the mid American conference championship in basketball and then won the Saudi Washington. Well, that was Saudi was uh, before that. This was after Uh, Saudi's team did not win the Mac championship, but that's right in there. They went to the tourney. They went to the tournament, but the best moment that I, can recall was winning the mid-american conference championship in basketball something that we hadn't done in a long long time at that time and uh it was just a great feeling to not only win the championship regular season but then to go to cleveland and win the mac tournament and know that you're going to the ncaa tournament you know your name is going going to to be called we're going to the dance had a great team that year now is that the team that played Syracuse? They played. Uh, they played. Uh, no, that was before Syracuse. They played Vanderbilt in Vanderbilt. Orlando. Played Got Vanderbilt it. in Orlando. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now back to Saudi in 1998. Okay. This is number two. This is right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Right up there in that group. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, we had a tremendous season. Had uh, Rashad Johnson and uh, Saudi Washington. That's right. Had a had a great backcourt and had a tremendous season 
then got into the MAC tournament. That was when they played uh, first-round games at home. Western Michigan hosted Miami and Mm -hmm. lost that game, and that was the game Charlie Coles went down on the sideline for Miami and uh, almost died in University Arena, if not for the immediate attention by our medical staff and the doctors uh, at that event. The game was delayed, and uh, then they fired it back up again. Miami went on to win the game and ended Western Michigan's season, or so we thought, because despite the loss in the first round of the MAC tournament, come Selection Sunday, I'm sitting in my den. Nobody thought Western Michigan would be selected, but had a tremendous record. And uh, the MAC tournament champion, who I can't remember who it was at that time, they they got the automatic bid. But there it was. I'm watching on my television in the den. Up comes Western Michigan. I haven't jumped that high since high school. <laughs> that was my first ever opportunity yeah. to go to the NCAA tournament in basketball. And uh, they went to Chicago and beat Clemson in yeah. the first round and should have beat Stanford, if not for some terrible officiating. <laughs> yeah, sure. Bad refs. Yeah, bad refs. But uh, uh, that was that was tremendous. Coach Donawald had yeah. that team with, with Saudi and Rashad Johnson and uh, Jason Kimbrough. Kimbrough was bad. Kimbrough was bad, was bad dude. Now. Yeah. He so was. so so that's right up there. I used to play against, with those guys in the wreck, and let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. Th- there was no playing with those guys. No no no. Yeah no. Did you even see the ball? Uh yeah. I did. <laughs> I watched it. You watched go it right go past by. me all the time. Okay, last one. Yeah. But give me some play by play now. The people <laughs> some of our listeners are not Bronco sports fans, athletics right. fans. Right. But they love they love Western for many reasons. But they gotta hear they gotta yeah. hear a little play by play. Well, winning the Mid American Conference Championship in football yes. is is always special. Yes. And uh, uh we did it uh as uh I was part of the uh, team at that time broadcasting the games when Coach Moldy did it back in 1988. Yeah. And uh, they beat Ball State. Sure. And ended up winning it. It wasn't quite as as uh, of an event as it is now. Yeah. We won at Ball State. It was a muddy day. We won the game. Hey, we're going to the MAC champ. We won. Yeah. You know. And we still had some more games. To we play. didn't have 40,000 Broncos yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And we knew we would get a bowl bid and go to the California Bowl. But it's it's different now. Yeah. And we'd been to the right to the top and couldn't get over the top back in 99 and 2000 because we had to go play Marshall at yeah. Marshall because they were hosting That's the championship right. game. That's right. And even though the second time around in 2000, we had, you know, just beat them like a drum early in the season at their place. Sure. They uh, were still able to come from behind and beat the Broncos in 2000. And then in 99, when Tim Lester was the quarterback, yeah, uh, he was playing against uh, Pennington, who was with Marshall at the time. And the Broncos were right there and just couldn't just couldn't get Tim that still laments quite a bit yeah. about that game. Yeah. So yeah. So those were heartbreaking ends uh-huh. to the 99 and 2000 season. But that brings us to 2016. Yes. And the Broncos weren't to be denied no we were not in front of over 50,000 mostly Bronco fans at Ford Field in Detroit yeah and uh, when uh, Robert Spillane intercepted the pass at the end of the game to seal the victory yeah it was just like 
unbelievable. Yes. So it was that moment. It was unbelievable, and and uh, happy to say that uh, Robert is staying around for his senior season. Yes, and, he is, and uh, help lead that defense to hopefully another Mid American Conference championship. And I can't forget all the great hockey games that we've been to oh several NCAA tournaments, yes, winning the CCHA championship. Um, that's right up there uh, at the top, uh, yeah. winning the CCHA tournament championship in at Joe Louis arena in 1989. Uh, after we had won the football in 88, I thought I was early in my broadcast that? career and all we did was win. Yeah. And then we've been through some lean times and some we're coming back great times and, I don't think he can top last year from uh, all no. the sports. No. Had a tremendous run. And it looks like we're going to be just as great. So my producer's in my ear, Robin, that we need to get off the podcast so okay. people will continue to listen to us next week. Yeah. But here's the deal. I got to have you back. Part two? Let's let's preview okay. Bronco Athletics for 17-18. Let's do it. We'll get together. We'll talk to the podcast about what's going to happen in Bronco Athletics. We'll, have, we'll talk sports. We'll talk life. Yeah, oh, maybe awesome. even we'll talk some coaches. It's so exciting to see the enthusiasm that's uh, all over the campus and in the community and in the region and all over the state now for Western Michigan. When we went down to that Cotton Bowl, wasn't that amazing? Unbelievable! Oh the following of the Broncos. Yeah, so absolutely. thank you everybody out there who was a big part of the success that we had in 2016 and 17. Well, folks, I tell you, the sun has shined on me today. I've got the voice of the Broncos here in studio. This is Raise the W, the podcast where we talk about the impact of Western Michigan University. If you want to know more about Robin Hook, his story, and what's going on in Bronco athletics, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W, and we'll be able to get you more information about his story and what to expect from Bronco athletics. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Robin. Thanks to the listening audience. And as always, let's raise the W.